0: Hello, my name is Martez Smith. The purpose of this audio was to provide insight on the subject of investing. The agenda will include advice from wealthy investors, ways to get started, types of investing, investing strategies, and more. I would like to share a story with you before we begin. There was a person who wanted to start investing, but was too fearful of the possible result of losing money and taking risk. He didn't invest for years and wasted time. This person's breakthrough came when the person educated himself more about investing. Afterwards, felt more confident and devised an investment strategy to minimize risk and enhance financial returns. This person began investing and got smarter and went on to become a successful investor. You can become successful at investing if you make the first step and commit yourself to continually learning and growing and making better decisions. What is investing? Investing is the act of committing money or capital to an endeavor With the expectation of obtaining an additional income or profit. Investing also can include the amount of time you put into the study of a prospective company. The income that results from investing can come in many forms, including financial profit, interest earnings, or the appreciation of the asset. Investing refers to long-term commitment as opposed to trading or speculating which are short-term and often deal with heavy turnover and consequently a higher amount of risk Intelligent investing is the key to building wealth Investing always contains risk as the business you invested could go down in value or even close down completely it is important to research the business and analyze the risk of investing before putting money down. To learn more about how investments generate capital and why an investment might benefit you, it's good to do your research very thoroughly. The term investing can also refer to time. For example, you can invest your time in working on a project or mentoring a promising young talent. In both of these situations, the same desired outcome applies as investing money. You are hoping to reap some sort of benefit. This benefit could come in the form of professional success or the satisfaction of supporting another person. So how do you start? Where do you begin? I recommend a five-point investment general approach strategy. The first thing, the first step, research and decide what type of investments you're interested in. Step two, focus on reading content concentrated in the areas you are planning to invest in. Step three, write out on paper what they are and how to invest in them from the current content you have already read or continuing to read. Step four, map out or devise a plan with urgent deadlines to develop the funds or resources needed to make investments. Step 5. Read a minimum of one hour a day on raising funds for investments, general investments, and certain investments that you prefer along with attending investment conferences. (coughs) Advice from some of the best investors of all time and the common millionaire investors. (laughs) Invest in yourself. The best investment you can make is in your own ability. Anything you do to develop your own ability or business is likely to be more productive. Warren Buffett says the best investment one can make is in his or her own ability. Most people are not going to make most of their money from the stock market. They're going to make it from their careers. So put yourself first. Also, Buffett says, only make investments that you understand. So many people think quite a bit before making any investments and sometimes think too much. Buffett cautions that you should never invest in businesses that you don't fully understand. He says that if... Before he invests in the stock of a company, he has to first understand how the company makes money and the main drivers that impacts its industry in no more than 10 minutes. If he's not able to understand it in 10 minutes, he moves on to evaluate another company on this basis. Most people can't predict the next fashion trend among teenagers or whether or not a medicine will be successful in the market. Even if you had more data than anyone else, it's still impossible to predict the future with 100% accuracy. Make sure you choose the right news to focus on. One of the best investment tips from Warren Buffett is not to put too much stock into each and every news headline that you see. Buffett believes in the 99 to 1 rule. Most investors take actions based on 1% of the financial news they consume. Doing so, they quickly sell their stocks whenever bad news comes up. For example, a company's revenues have fallen by 10%. If the company in this particular example has been in business for, say, 100 years, then Buffett says that it's definitely capable of withstanding such events. In other words, people often tend to react. Another thing to consider, learn from your mistakes and move on. You might be astonished to know that even Warren Buffett makes mistakes, big ones, but he makes sure that he learns from his mistakes so they don't happen again in the future. Buffett advises keeping a record of the mistakes you've made so that you know what went wrong and make sure that you don't repeat them again. Buffett further says, that you should share these lessons with your children and grandchildren so they know what mistakes to avoid. In today's economic environment, you cannot save your way to a millionaire status, says multimillionaire Grant Cardone, who went broke and in debt at 21 to self-made millionaire by age 30. The first step is to focus on increasing your income in increments and repeating that. Cardone said his income was $3,000 a month, and nine years later it was $20,000 a month. Start following the money, and it will force you to control revenue and see opportunities. Earning more money is often easier said than done, but most people have options. Read about 50 ways to bring in additional income, some high paying jobs. You can do on the side, how you can earn passive income and the first step to take before starting any business from an entrepreneur from an entrepreneur who earns up to one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a month. One way to earn more is to increase your streams of income. An author named Thomas C. Corley did a five-year study on self-made millionaires and he found that many of them developed multiple streams of income. 65% had three streams, 45% had four streams, and 29% had five or more streams. These additional streams include real estate rentals, stock market investments, and part ownership in a side business. Three streams of income Seems to be the magic number For self-made millionaires In the rich Habits study But the more income streams You can create in life The more secure your financial house Will be Another thing is Don't show off Simply show up Cardone says I didn't buy my first expensive watch or car until my businesses and investments were producing multiple secure flows of income he also says i was still driving a toyota camry when i had become a millionaire be known for your work ethic not from your materialistic possessions need inspiration to save more and spend less Read on tips and strategies from regular people who have saved enough of their income to retire by age 40. The only reason to save money is to invest it. Put your saved money into secured, sacred, untouchable accounts. Never use these accounts for anything, not even an emergency. This will force you to continue to follow the path to increasing your income. The key to consistently setting aside money is to make it automatic. That way, you'll never even see the money you're contributing and you'll learn to live without it. The common millionaire's approach is to increase income, save to invest, budget, and usually on average, super-focused millionaires make their first million by age 46 Passive or casual millionaires Reach millionaire mark by age 60 If you want to be a millionaire faster You must dedicate your time To investing And reading finance books And taking action immediately With all urgency Next I'm going to give you a series of ideas to consider When investing It's your choice at the end of the day, but here are just a few asset classes. I'll primarily focus on four major asset classes that has helped people grow their wealth and establish financial freedom. The first major asset class is paper. Buying shares of stock gives the buyer the opportunity to participate in the company's success via increases in the stock's price and dividends that the company might declare. Shareholders have a claim on the company's assets in the event of liquidation, but do not own the assets. Holders of common stock have voting rights at shareholders meetings, at shareholders meetings, and the right to receive dividends if they are declared. Holders of preferred stock don't have voting rights, but do receive Preference in terms of the payment of any dividends over common shareholders. They also have a higher claim on company assets than holders of common stock. Bonds are debt instruments whereby an investor effectively is loaning money to a company or agency in exchange for periodic interest payments plus the return of the bond's face amount When the bond matures, bonds are issued by corporations, the federal government, plus many other states. A typical corporate bond might have the face value of $1,000 and pay interest semi-annually. Interest on these bonds are fully taxable, but interest on municipal bonds is exempt from federal taxes and may be exempt from state taxes for residents of the issuing state. Interest on treasuries are taxed at the federal level only. Bonds can be purchased as new offerings or on the secondary market, just like stocks. A bond's value can rise and fall based on a number of factors, the most important being the direction of interest rates. Bond prices move inversely with the direction of interest rates. A mutual fund is a pooled investment vehicle managed by an investment manager that allows investors to have their money invested in stocks, bonds, or other investment vehicles, as stated in the fund's statement. Mutual funds are value at the end of the trading day and any transaction to buy or sell shares are executed after the market close. Mutual funds can passively track stock or bond market indexes such as the S&P 500. Other mutual funds are actively managed where the manager actively selects the stocks, bonds, and other investments held by the fund. Actively managed mutual funds are generally more costly to own. A fund's underlying expenses serve to reduce the net investment returns to the mutual fund shareholders. Mutual funds can make distributions in the form of dividends, interest, and capital gains. These distributions will be taxable if hailed in a non-retirement account. Selling a mutual fund can result in a gain or loss of the investment, just as with individual stocks or bonds. Mutual funds allow small investors to instantly buy diversified exposure to a number of investment holdings within the fund's investment objective. For instance, a foreign stock mutual might hold 50 or 100 different foreign stocks in the portfolio. An initial investment, as low as $1,000, might allow an investor to own all of the underlining holdings of the fund. Mutual funds are a great way for investors, large and small, to achieve a level of instant diversification. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs, are like mutual funds in many respects but are traded on the stock exchange during the trading day just like shares of stock. Unlike mutual funds, which are valued at the end of each trading day, ETFs are valued constantly while the markets are open. Many ETFs track passive market indexes like the S&P 500. The Bark Plays aggregate bond index and the russell 2000 index of small cap stocks and many others in recent years actively managed etfs have come into being and so-called smart beta etfs which create indexes based on factors such as quality and low vitality and momentum the second asset is real estate Basic Rental Properties This is an investment as old as the practice of land ownership. A person will buy a property and rent it out to a tenant. The owner, the landlord, is responsible for paying the mortgage, taxes, and maintenance of the property. Ideally, the landlord charges enough rent to cover all of the aforementioned costs. A landlord may also charge more in order to produce a monthly profit, but the most common strategy is to be patient and only charge enough rent to cover expenses until the mortgage has been paid, at which time the majority of the rent becomes profit. Furthermore, the property may also have appreciated in value over the course of the mortgage, leaving the landlord with a more valuable asset. We also see what's called fix and flip flipping is most strongly associated with real estate where it refers to a strategy of purchasing properties and selling them on a short time frame for profit in real estate flipping usually falls into one or two types. The first type is where real estate investors target properties that are in a rapid appreciating market and resell with little or no additional investment in the physical property. This is a play on the market conditions rather than the property itself. The second type is a quick fix flip where a real estate investor uses his knowledge of what buyers want to improve, undervalued properties with, renovations, and cosmetic changes known as Reno flip other real estate opportunities make an investment into duplex fourplex or even an entire apartment building why have one tenant when you can spread the risk among two four even 400 although the upside can be high so was the barrier to entry These income-producing assets typically require a substantial amount of capital to get involved with. Just like people, businesses need a place to live. Commercial real estate can make for effective income-producing assets because you can often charge high sums of rent. Examples are like office spaces, online services like Airbnb, Flipkey, Tripping make it easy to rent your home. For short periods of time College and university attendance has never been higher Investing in student housing can be very lucrative You are almost guaranteed to have tenants in college towns Here I just named a few But there are several others And several other opportunities in real estate To build wealth The next class The third class Is commodities Commodity is investing in raw materials that are either consumed directly, such as food, or used as building blocks to create other products. These materials include energy sources like oil and gas, natural resources like timber and agricultural products, or precious metals like gold and platinum. There are several ways to consider investing in commodities. One is to purchase varying amounts of physical raw commodities such as precious metals. Investors can also invest through the use of futures, contracts, or exchange traded products that, direct track, that directly track a specific commodity index. These are highly volatile and complex instruments that are generally recommended to sophisticated investors only. Another way to gain exposure to commodities is through mutual funds that invest in commodity-related businesses. For instance, an oil and gas fund would own stocks issued by companies involved in energy exploration, refining, storage, and distribution. Do commodity stocks and commodities always deliver the same returns? not necessarily there are times when one investment outperforms the other maintaining an allocation to each group may help contribute to a portfolio's overall long-term performance the fourth class is business here I simply mean you invest in your own business to make profits you invest in a startup business or you simply buy another business to And you run it yourself. So when it comes to investment techniques and strategies. An investment strategy guides an investor's actions with respect to asset allocation. Strategies vary, but they are based on individual goals, risk tolerance, and future needs for capital. Some investment strategies seek rapid growth where an investor focuses on capital appreciation, or they can follow a low-risk strategy where they focus is on wealth protection. Many investors buy low-cost, diverse, index funds, use dollar-cost averaging and reinvest dividends. Dollar-cost averaging is an investment strategy where a fixed dollar amount of stocks or a particular investment are acquired on a regular schedule regardless of the cost or share price. The investor purchases more shares when prices are low and fewer shares when prices are high. Over time, some investments will do better than others and the return averages out over time. An investment technique called bottom up. Using a bottom-up investment approach, a money manager will closely examine the fundamentals of a stock. They will look for companies. They will look for companies that they believe will perform well over time, based on such determinants as the company's management team, low price-to-earnings ratios, and earnings growth potential. If the company seems to be a strong one. These investors believe that it will continue to perform well over time, regardless of how the overall market may be doing. They will pay little attention to market conditions or industry fundamentals and focus on how one company in a sector is performing compared to another one in order to choose the stock they believe is more likely to rise in price. Bottom up investors also believe that just because one company in a sector is doing well, that does not mean that all companies in the sector will also go on to perform well. These investors try to find the particular companies in a sector that will outperform the others. That's why they spend so much time analyzing a company. They may even visit the company's headquarters and factories and talk with the company's management team. Bottom-up investors will also reach will also read research reports that analysts put out on a company that they are considering buying, as analysts often have a intimate knowledge of the companies they cover. The overall idea behind this approach is that individual stocks in a sector may perform well regardless of poor performing sector. Typically Investors looking to invest over a long period of time will use a bottom-up approach as they are investing based off their belief that the company is a good one and will continue to be despite market swings. The stock may indeed go down in price along with the overall market, but these investors expect that it will rise again and outperform as the overall market improves. Another technique or strategy for investing is top-down. By contrast, a top-down investor will examine will examine various economic factors to see how these factors may affect the overall market, and therefore the stock they are interested in investing in. They will analyze gross domestic product, the lowering or raising of interest rates, inflation, and the price of commodities to see where the stock market may be headed. They will also look at the performance of the overall sector or industry that a stock is in. These investors believe that if the sector is doing well, chances are the stocks they are examining will also do well and bring in returns. These investors may look at how outside factors such as rising oil or commodity prices or changes in interest rates will affect certain sectors over the years and therefore the companies in these sectors. For example, if the price of a commodity such as oil goes up and the company they are considering investing in uses large quantities of oil to make the product, the investor will consider how strong an effect the rise in oil prices will have on the company's profits. So their approach starts out very broad, looking at the macro economy, macro economy then at the sector, and then at the stocks themselves. Opt-down investors might also choose to invest in one country or region. If its economy is doing well, for instance, if European stocks are faltering, the investor will stay out of Europe and may instead pour money into Asian stocks. If that region is showing fast growth, shorter term investors may use a top down approach as they are looking to profit off of swings in the market, which occurred based on forces outside of the company itself. They will get in and out of stocks more often than bottom-up investors will. Both approaches to investing are valid and should be considered when designing a portfolio of companies to invest in. Just make sure you know why you are purchasing the stocks you are buying. Consider the necessary factors and be aware of market trends. Bottom-up investors will research the fundamentals of a company to decide whether or not to invest in. By contrast, top-down investors take into consideration the broader market and economic conditions when choosing stocks for their portfolio. I read an article that presented 10 investment strategies to consider or at least get your mind thinking on ways to adopt or in a direction to go in. The list I'm about to share with you is for the purpose of helping you see different ways to invest and styles of investing so that you may adopt, choose, modify, or rule out ways you would like to invest in the future. So here are these 10. Not all investors have settled on their investment approach. Some are still searching for what suits them. So Larry... Billheimer, a sales manager for a Calgary wireless communication firm, is a buy-and-hold investor who looks for undervalued companies with sustainable competitive advantages, just like investing legend Warren Buffett does. However, he prospects for ideas differently as a member of social investing website Colvester.com. he gets to observe and discuss what like-minded investors are buying, and this often points him to companies he might otherwise overlook. Two, except for emergencies and immediate needs, Michael Weiner has allocated 100% of his portfolio to stocks. Other investors may diversify into cash and bonds to smooth out volatility, but the person, but Michael, chooses to do things in his own way. He doesn't want to dilute the historically superior long-running returns of stock merely for the sake of reducing fluctuations he feels he can live with. So that's his style. 3. Guaranteed investment certificates in bonds dominate the portfolio of a person named David Trehear, a Toronto-based chartered accountant and author of best-selling investment book. After allowing for fees charged by the financial industry and the behavioral tendencies in investors, David believes the risk-reward ratio of stocks is unappealing compared to fixed income securities. Four, retired university professor David Stanley is apparently enjoying plenty of fishing even as his low-maintenance portfolio beats the stock market. The Rockwood location resident has applied a variant of Michael O'Higgins beating the Dow method to TXS listed stocks. As described in Canadian Money Saver magazine, his strategy involves picking the 10 highest yielding stocks from the Dow Jones Canadian Titans 40 index and updating annually. 5. Bob Gibb is a retired school teacher living in. Victoria, B.C. He believes in investing through dividend reinvestment platforms and share purchase plans. The plan allows investors to reinvest dividends without commissions and to buy shares directly from companies without charge, often at a discount to the share price. Over 15 years of monthly contributions to the dividend reinvestment plans and share purchase plans by Mr. Gibb and his wife has resulted in a portfolio yielding dividend income well into five figures. 6. Wayne Morris, a retired school principal in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Also is a dividend reinvestment plans investor. Starting with dividend reinvestment plans and shared purchase plans requires owning at least one share in the offering company to get that initial share. Mr. Morris goes to the share exchange board at dripinvesting.org and trades with other dividend reinvestment plan investors thus avoiding the commissions that would be charged by a broker. Regular investing of dividends, he adds, boosts portfolio returns over the long run through the magic of compounding. 7. Jeff Pierce of Vancouver, B.C. makes his living as a full-time swing trader of momentum stocks and detaches from the emotional roller coaster with the help of Zen, by writing a blog Zentrader.ca His portfolio sailed through the bear market with Nary a dip into the red. His gambit sells short stocks that tick up on low volume after declining to their twenty day moving averages. Eight. This person say, stated, I use a top-down strategy and refer to market indicators to decide my asset allocation to equities, a name by John Gain, a Burnaby BC birth based management consultant and corporate finance executive. For example, he tracks the CBOE volatility index and increases exposure to stocks whenever it spikes upward and signals an extreme and pessimism nine for part of his portfolio Brian Derrick is a momentum investor trading the trend with trailing stop-loss orders placed just below major support levels the technical design consultant puts his computer programming skills to work designing an automated trading system. Its purpose is to monitor selected financial markets while he is at work during the day or sleep at night and make trades according to signals in price and volume activity. 10. Ian St. Martin, located in Vancouver, B.C. At the time of His me and my money profile was a software engineer before starting a stint working at a hedge fund. His method is based on William O'Neill's Slim system, which screens for companies according to several criteria, including strong revenue earnings growth, increasing margins, Robust balance sheets, modest valuations, and spikes in price trading volume. He also tries to avoid fighting the trend in the general market. The kind of approach or strategy you select depends on a number of variables. If you don't have a lot of time, you might be interested in something lazy, like Mr. Stanley's beating the TSX or Mr. Gibbs DRIP approach. If you are adverse to risk, Mr. Treher's preference for guaranteed investment certificates and bonds may have an appeal to you. If you're a risk taker, you may be interested in Mr. Gann's top down or Mr. Pierce's swing trading or Mr. St. Martin's can slip method. These 10 cases are examples of the diverse range of possible investment approaches and strategies. Others include passive index investing and stocks with growing dividends. Many investors choose one approach and stick with it. Others choose one approach for the core portfolio and work from a Another form of investing to where they manipulate certain degrees of their style of investing. They might have one core style, but have several other minor styles that they incorporate in their overall strategy.